How about this fucking team right here? Dustin Brown, short-handed for LA. Score! Here is Goligoski. He gets leveled at the blue line by Dowdy. Speed for it, cheer for uh, kind of like it. On the right wing side, here is Defoli. Shoots, he scores! Yeah, this is it. This is what we do. Battling through it and finding a way. This is for you, Kings fans, wherever you may be. Okay, so it has unexpectedly been two weeks because life got in the way, but so much has happened. Last time when we ended the podcast, we really wanted guys to get their first goals, namely, Adrian Kempe and Alex Ayafalo. So Ayafalo is still waiting for his first goal, his first NHL goal, period. But Adrian Kempe has scored not just one, like not just his first goal of the season, but so many goals in general over the last couple of weeks, which is kind of insane. He, so- he scored six goals yeah. now. Um, I guess when we talk about things on the podcast, thing, they just tend to happen. Like I was like, hey... Trevor Lewis scored some goals, and he did. Um, and all we asked for was one Adrian Kempe goal, and he scored he scored six since we've last talked. Yeah, it is crazy. And if even the first goal happened in okay, let's just recap really quick. Let's just all drift <laughs> back to when the Kings, right before their road trip, when they played Montreal at home. So. Things were happening. It was a normal game. And then, of course, Jeff Carter gets injured, and that's a bummer. And we're like, all right, maybe this won't be the greatest game because they're losing guys. And and obviously, like, everybody's kind of afraid because Montreal had been playing really bad. So it's like, this seems like an opportunity for them to do some damage and also win randomly and crush our souls. Um, but that didn't happen because... You know, suddenly in the third period, Adrian Kempe gets his first goal. And it was like, oh, that's super dope. Wait, way to pick up the slack. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was just kind of like, oh, he sees Kings are down one. Here's my chance. I will score a goal. Right. We all it thought. Was very <laughs> exciting. And then did Camilleri score after his first goal? I can't remember. Somewhere in there, Camilleri got another goal. And I don't remember if it was after his first goal or after his second goal. But the point is, Adrian Kempe then scored again. I think it must have been that Camilleri scored between the first and the second goal because I remember there being like a little bit of time between two of the goals. But with the third goal, it happened like it felt like it happened so quickly after that it was like, oh, shit, he has a hat trick. All of a sudden, I haven't even stopped talking about the second goal that he got yet. Yeah, because it was one of the we were still just like so delighted by the fact that he picked up a second goal and not only a second goal, but in the same game. And that was cool. That was something to be excited about. If it were like Jeff Carter who did that, yes, I would immediately be thinking, what if you just score another? What if you get a hat trick? It honestly did not cross my mind that (laughs) Adrian Kempe would score a third and get a hat trick. I was like, how fucking delightful. Two goals. I, that's, Awesome. It was insane. Uh, and then he scored his third. And I was like, ooh, that is a thing that can happen. Way to be. I should have – I was – I. it was everything I didn't know I was hoping for. Mm-hmm. And they were all very different from each other. Like, it was just so nice. And I felt, like, personally that we had earned it because we have championed Adrian <laughs> Kempe for so long. Um, but it was wonderful. He had had one more hat trick when he was in the AHL in 2015. Um, this is obviously his first – hat trick in the NHL, um, and he was the first of the rookies this year to score a hat trick. So 
big moment for him, and then he followed it up by scoring three more goals over the next few games that they played and picking up assists and stuff. He has a total of six goals, three assists for nine points, and that's fifth among rookie players this year. So great job, Adrian Kempe, so far. Everybody's loving it. It's so much fun <laughs> to watch him do stuff like that. It's honestly, it's just absolutely insanity. He's tied for second uh, in scoring goals on the team. That's nuts. Oh, my goodness. How? I love it. How? It's Andre Kopitar and then former uh, Captain Dustin Brown with Adrian Kempe. What a time to be a What a time fan. to be alive. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so great. Nothing about this feels like I would have expected it, but I'm loving every part of it so far. I love it so much. It's so great. I want more of it. They, The Kings are now 9-2-1 and one for 19 points. They are third in the league <laughs> right now, which is insane. What? <laughs> they um, unfortunately lost the game to St. Louis, so St. Louis is now above them in second. But for a minute there, it was like Tampa Bay, who is winning just an insane amount, so they're kind of ahead of everybody. They have a little bit of a cushion. And then it was the Kings, second, and then first in the West Conference for a minute. And they now, you know, because they've just lost this game, they're, they've dropped down a third, but it still means that they're very much in reach with a couple more they're right back up there, which is nobody expected the Kings to come into this season and be at the top of the league. <laughs> I'm not used to being at this much of a high in October. I'm used to being sad at the beginning of the year. Tempered expectations. And be like... <laughs> Exactly. Um, and now it's like a whole new world, and I don't know what to do with myself. I mean, I love it. This is great. Right. Uh, and now I'm I'm feeling like impending doom. You know, it's just uh, one of those. I guess I'm a glass half empty. Yeah. Here. Um, now I'm worried. I'm like, I need them. I need them to keep this up. I. It's so I'm good. totally the same way, though. Like, I can't even lie. Like, part of me is like, what if this is when it all goes bad? <laughs> exactly. I'm just like, well, what goes up must come down. And why? But I just want to, you know, keep riding this high for a little while longer. And the crazy thing is, so far, that even when, I mean, I mentioned this before, but it keeps being true. Um when they go down, like, I don't have that feeling of, like, oh, they can't come back. <laughs> like, they they might do it every time. I'm like, you know what? They might come back. The other day, Jim Fox and Alex Faust were talking about how the Kings have allowed the first goal in, like, half of their games so far or something like that. It doesn't feel like it. No, it doesn't because they keep finding ways to come back. And not even, like, I mean, they're, with the exception of the most recent game, like, finding ways to come back um, before super, super late. So it's like it, you don't even feel that deficit so much. Um, yeah, it's it's nuts. But There's so much stuff that it, in any other season, if they would have been put in that position, it would feel like a death knell for the game. Like, that would be it. There's no, there's no hope. You might as well go uh, get some food, grab a drink, hang out. Right. Um, but now nothing really looks insurmountable. I mean – also, they haven't, like, let themselves get to some sort of crazy, like, zero four hole or anything like that. But um, but you're right. Like, in any other time, if they dropped, like, the first two goals, for example, it would have been like, ah, that's pretty much it for this game. But now, even if they were to go down two goals, I have a lot of faith um, in them scoring. And it's not just one or two players scoring. Like, there's a good variety of folks uh, really stepping up and getting those goals for the Kings. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, and I love seeing that. And it kind of makes 
watching King's Games right now exciting in a way that they haven't really been um, in a little while uh, because it was sort of like you knew which guys were probably going to score. And then especially last season, it was like you kind of knew who had opportunities to score. And then you also knew that you would be hoping for Andre Kopitar to score more, but it never really happened because <laughs> he had a weird season. Um, whereas like now he's back to being the King's point leader. Um, even with Jeff Carter out, and he is obviously very much missed because we love Jeff Carter. Um, but there are other guys stepping up, especially like the new guys looking for their opportunities to contribute. And the resurgence of Dustin Brown continues. <laughs> so it's been an eventful time, and I really appreciate it so far. I do too. This has been fantastic. It, it's like such it's such a happy Kings team, um, a happy scoring king's team which is the very important part there and that's just fun to see i think everyone's just having a great time um so real quick last little bit just on the jeff carter front the last that we heard he was out indefinitely um the thing that happened to him is kind of vague like he got cut on the back of his leg but the kings never specified that it was like close to his Achilles tendon or anything like that. So we're not sure, (laughs) uh, at least publicly, what exactly the injury was. But he had to have the cut surgically repaired. So something bad happened to Jeff Carter's leg really quickly because it didn't, at first, I don't think anybody thought it was that serious. Um, Right. So the best estimate right now that I saw when it was first announced that he had surgery and stuff was at maybe a six week recovery time. So hopefully it stays on that shorter side. But again, we don't know exactly what the cut was exactly where it happened other than on his lower leg. Um, So it could be a while or we could see him before the end of next month. I I don't know. We'll see. But in the meantime, um, luckily guys like Adrian Kempe are stepping up. He is gotten a lot of time with Toffoli and Pearson. Um, So it's kind of up to him to just keep maintaining this momentum and make that line, you know, it's not that 70s line, but do his best to fill that role. It's like a, yeah, it's like a young guy. It's like a young guy's line. Yeah, I like it. That's great. But I am very sorry, uh, sorry to see Jeff Carter gone because he was, he was skating great. And I was excited. I was like, well, if everyone else is doing so well, if everyone else is, um, like, if the weight isn't on Jeff Carter to score a million goals for the Kings this season, uh, maybe he could do even more. Maybe he could uh, do greater things, um, knowing that there's not, like, so much pressure on him. But alas, he's out. Yeah. Well, hopefully that just means when he comes back, that's more firepower. And hopefully everybody is still sort of maintaining um, a good scoring phase. I mean, right now, Adrian Kempe's shooting percentage is, like, 35%. So that's probably not going to stay like that. Yeah, I don't think this is tenable. <laughs> yeah. But hopefully he's still scoring at a regular enough pace, and that way Jeff Carter can just come in and make up for any drop-off from this, like, crazy, insane, on-fire behavior from Kempe right now. And um, then they, you know, the Kings can just keep rolling. Um, yeah, and I mean, his other li- line mate, Tyler Toffoli, is also doing amazing things and uh, beating, like, besting space and time <laughs> right. um, in, in getting a, like, po- like last second, 0.4 second overtime goal winner, obviously, against the Boston Bruins, which was, it was absolutely insane. Yeah, it was nuts. It was like, my brain was just like, what? the fuck (laughs) is going on 
but it was dope at the same time. I was both very energized and very confused, and it was just a lot. <laughs> so many jarring feelings. I loved – I probably watched, like, the highlights of that a million times. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Okay. I mean, like, 25 times because there was – it was, like, a better every loop kind of thing. So, like, first you watch it and you're like, yeah, Kopitar winning that face off. And – or, like, even before that, you can see to fully like, practicing – his like shot that he's gonna do like they obviously drew it all out and they're like all right Kopitar's gonna win he's gonna get it back to me I'm gonna shoot a one-timer we're gonna go so before the pucks even dropped you can see Toffoli in the background kind of like all right like practicing his like, <laughs> yeah yeah make sure I got the swinging movement. back and forth <laughs> like yeah testing his golf swing at out um and so that's fantastic his just like delighted smile <laughs> in his, in like the ensuing uh, group hug was also phenomenal because he's so little and he had to like put his head up for air while everyone <laughs> came and smothered him and hugged that him. That was my favorite because Beautiful. it's such a like movie shot, you know, of like, oh, you just won the oh, championship God, yeah. and the person in the middle is like drowning in affection. Except for it happened in real life to Tyler Toffoli where he literally had to gasp for breath because he was being crushed <laughs> in a perfect circle of dudes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also enjoyed uh, the commentary yeah. um, of it all. So Faust calling it and, of course, Jim Fox in the background. <laughs> just, just like, oh, my God. Losing oh, God. his damn <laughs> mind. Yeah. Just like the constant. I mean, he was the voice in my head. I guess when I freak out over goals, I'm going to sound I'm just going to hear Jim Fox from now on because that was exactly what was going <laughs> in, on in my head. And, like, just the pure gleeful excitement from that was also fantastic <laughs> because uh, I just love – I love the excitement and how, how great that was. That was just, like, an excellent play. Yeah, it was, it was amazing. And I think that genuine sort of shock and excitement from people like Alex Faust and Jim Fox just sort of highlights how unexpected it was, not even just for fans, but in general, that – even Jim Fox says, he's like, so many things had to go exactly right for that goal to be possible. And yet it happened in real life. How amazing. Even the Boston feed was the same way. They're like, nah, there's like no, like there's all, they did say that there's like almost no chance that this is going to happen. And then it did. And there are an excitement and just like, have you ever seen right, it? Right, right. <laughs> um, was also phenomenal. Uh, it was great. It's it's my happy clip of this season, if I had to have one right yeah. now, to just, like, if you're feeling down, watch I that. I mean, and it'll, at the very it'll least, for this month, like, it's oh, oh, one yeah. of the most joyous moments for Kings fans. <laughs> um, yeah, I definitely also played that in a loop several times, because, A, I, like I said, I was half just sort of out of it and not expecting. I was fully, I mean, like a lot of people, fully ready for there to be a shootout. <laughs> um, and then there wasn't crazy um yeah so also a happy place for me for this month for the next little while at least into november until hopefully some more good stuff happens um but i will say that's not the only joyous moment that the kings really had because you know while i was sort of reviewing what has happened in the last two weeks i remembered obviously curtis mcdermott like scored his first NHL goal and he was so excited and you could hear on the audio after he scores just like people yelling in his face <laughs> because they're also excited for him um, so that to me is always really fun and 
Pearson was on top of making sure that they grabbed the puck for him. Um, that was awesome as well. I I love friendship <laughs> and I love friends being happy for other friends' accomplishments. So, uh, and like McDermott is also another very joyous celebrator. Yeah. Like also in the Toffoli goal, he was on the bench Hopping. just like, <laughs> yeah. Bouncing up and down. What was that? <laughs> I thought it was, okay, so people hop for a little bit and it's like, you know, getting all of their emotions out and then they stop. But there was, like, a prolonged view of the bench, and he just would not stop <laughs> hopping. The thing is, I'm pretty sure excitement. he did that for his goal, too. Like, once people crowded around him, I remember seeing him kind of bounce like that. And he's, like, on top of that just being the most, like, adorable way for anyone to celebrate, he's so huge. <laughs> and <I> yeah, <laughs> bouncing around so gleefully. I love it. Please give him it's- more reasons to bounce around like that. <laughs> I know. It's just so pure. It's so lovely. <laughs> and he was smiling for like five straight minutes after he scored. He was not, clearly not expecting that oh, time. <laughs> no, cloud nine the rest of the time. You cannot wipe that smile off his face. And why would you want to? It was phenomenal. Yeah. So at least we got to experience first of the season for Kempe, first in the NHL for Curtis McDermott, um, and plenty more of that kind of thing, I hope, in the coming weeks for guys who haven't scored yet, because um, the Kings still have guys coming in and out. Justin Auger was up for a little bit, but then he got sent back down. Now Mike Amadio has been playing, um, and he was actually getting some really good praise on the broadcast from like Jim Fox, and then Jared Stoll, who's been doing intermission reports with Patrick O'Neill um, about not being afraid to go low and get in the corners and dig out pucks and battle guys one-on-one. And he was doing, I mean, he's only played a couple games so far, but he's been doing well. (laughs) So uh, keep that up. I like the, I don't know, I like the tenacity and the confidence coming from the guys coming up from the rain. So um, I I would like to see more of them get get rewarded for it with goals and points and stuff. They're they're taking their opportunity and going for it. Like there hasn't been a, a time when I think that they've, not that they're not trying hard enough or anything like that, but that they're not taking advantage of the opportunity that they're given. Like, they've, a lot of them have had such good looks. Like, and it's just a matter of time um, for them to get that goal. And that encourages me so much to see how much potential they have, how good they are. Um, and yeah, it's just very exciting. On the flip side, will uh, Andy Andreoff get a goal this year? I don't know. <laughs> Uh, no, well, the usual amount of offense towards Andy Andreoff. (laughs) Yeah, the the usual amount of um, offense because I literally opened up his player page to remember his name. But yeah, I I, like at this point have honestly forgotten that his name, I keep wanting to call him Andre. I keep forgetting that he's on the team until the fourth line happens to be on some partial breakaway or something, or there's like a... A turnover in the king's favor and then i'm like somebody bury it but it's andy andreoff so it's like never mind <laughs> um, oh yeah. yeah something will happen and i'm like wait who's that king's player with lobster claws for hands oh cool it's it's andy andreoff yeah. of course nothing happened yeah there was one i mean and this is like genuinely no shade dim because i don't he just wasn't ready for it but i forget who i don't know if it was in a, one of those things that amadio did it for it was somebody else but behind the net there was like a great um 
pass to him who happened to be in the front of the net, but he didn't one-time it. And I think if he had, he would have scored. Uh, but he paused to try to settle the puck and then um, shoot it, and he couldn't get it high enough. I think I think that might have been the one that Amadio dug out. Uh, I don't have it in front of me, so I can't remember exactly. But I was like, come on, Auntie. This, this was your moment. You could have really this won us all over. <laughs> <laughs> so close. Uh, but we, I mean, we have lofty goals for every, everyone else. I'm saying Andy Andrioff, two goals, something. Is that a lot? Just two. Andy Andrioff. Just like I mean, mini, I'm saying for the season. Many streets. I'm saying for the season. <laughs> <laughs> you have lower expectations for him than Trevor Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 100 percent. I want Trevor Lewis to score 22 goals, just like his number, and I want Andy Andrioff to score two. <laughs> Oh, man. I Yeah, I would love to see Andrioff have a little bit, just like a mini scoring streak. And to me, that's like three goals in the span of, I don't know, four or five games. Not even like that condensed, but just surprisingly more than I'm used to. Because um, he's always there. He is. So. He's always there. He's, he's you know, playing the puck, but uh, things just don't seem to happen. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. Um I mentioned Jared Stoll, actually, before I move on from the intermission reports. Have you seen any of the stuff that him and Patrick O'Neill have been doing? I've seen a few clips here and there. What do you think of it, them, mostly Jared? From what I've seen, it's mostly been fine. I think it's an interesting look into, because I do like when players do commentary, Mm -hmm. uh, because obviously from the the perception and the perspective of people who've just watched hockey and um, is very different from the people who play it and have like that extra little insight. And even more so if it's a player who has just very recently been on the king. Yeah. um, With the very people that he is commenting about. So, so far, I've found it interesting, but I haven't, I honestly haven't seen too much of it. I've seen not a ton, um, but whenever I am actually at home and can watch all of it on TV versus like trying to stream some of it before I leave work, um, I do watch the intermission stuff because it's interesting to me to, to see him try to settle into being a broadcaster now. And some of it comes more naturally to him because he does have a rapport with the so many of the players that are still on the team and in the organization but then you can sort of tell moments where he hasn't quite filled out his vocabulary so sometimes he he doesn't either he either doesn't have enough different things to say or he clearly has this like pause where he's like I don't how do I express what I'm trying to say in a way that is tv interesting (laughs) Uh, um (laughs) And also, Fox has this in- weird little lounge set now where sometimes he's just, like, sitting on a couch <laughs> next to Patrick O'Neill. So it's this weird combination of super casual as Jared Stoll is trying to figure out how to be TV professional. <laughs> it is just, I don't know, it just amuses me in this really small way to some degree. But it's fun also to still have him be part of the organization. Although I'm also like, where is Sean O'Donnell? I feel like we see less of him. What's up? <laughs> What's going on? There? I know, I love Sean O'Donnell. <laughs> I think he's great. Um, but it, it is kind of fun seeing uh, Jarrett Stoll on his broadcast training wheels. Um, but yeah, I guess like as a player, you do a lot of things and it's very instinctive to you and you don't have to think about verbalizing it too much or trying to explain it to like in layman's terms right. to a hockey audience. So trying to articulate that um, is 
is going to be a hurdle that he has to jump. But obviously, this is his first, you know, his first go at it. So, I mean, he's got plenty of time. But otherwise, I think he's doing he's doing pretty good so far. Yeah. And my personal favorite part of it, one way in which like him being so or not being very far removed from his NHL career and his, particularly his time with the Kings is he will reference locker room things that we don't always get a lot of insight into because of how private that team is. Um, but he'll talk about little locker room things, including one that then became, I don't know if it was directly because of him, but I, possibly because people started talking about it a little bit, that feature on the LA Kings not having a win song picked for the season yet. Um, First, I remember on the broadcast, either the day before or a couple days before the article came out, Jared still mentioned in one of the intermission reports that, like, Jeff Carter is the DJ in the room these days. Um, and then, like, this piece comes out talking about how, like, the Kings haven't picked a win song that – did you read that? It was pretty hilarious. <laughs> I, I haven't got a chance to uh, read that yet, but I find it deeply hilarious that uh, Jeff Carter would be – the DJ, yes. like the music guy. I don't know why. That's just obviously we we don't know them. We we have no idea about their personal like music interests interests or nuances. But like, I did not think that that would be the thing. I find it okay. So the part of it that doesn't surprise me is that I did notice, especially once he started spending a lot of his summers out here in Los Angeles, is that Jeff Carter at one point was going to. I'm pretty sure every concert in Los Angeles as long as he had the day off, um, especially in the summertime. He would go to country shows, rock shows, random pop concerts. Uh, he would go to anything, it seemed like. Um, so I was like, clearly he has, you know, he's open to all types of music, but I was not prepared for the second part of that, which is also he's proactive about curating the playlists for the team, which is this whole other thing. So one of the quotes in this article mentioned that um, it says, quote, Karts is kind of our music guy. He just tells the guys whenever they have a song that they want on the playlist, just shoot him a note and he'll download it. <laughs> so if you have a song that you're loving, email Jeff Carter. He'll put it on the playlist. He's not a dictator, but he's just keeping things organized and making sure everybody's represented. I think that so actually everyone's quotes in this article are just so... They're so matter of fact about it, but I think it's like, I don't know. It's just like very bizarre. <laughs> yeah. um, all of them talking about music right now. Because um, all they're saying is like, oh, we don't really care if if the te- if it's upbeat and it's fun, then it's cool and we like it. That's it. That's everyone's opinion on on music. Um, are like That's the majority of the quotes. Yeah, except for the couple guys who were like, at least it's different from when Greener used to control it because he was really into classic rock and it was kind of all the same um but like then alec martinez is like with jeff carter as the dj there's a mix of everything there's reggae tunes hard rock rap techno i just i want okay so here's my plea la kings please make us a jeff carter mixtape or have jeff carter make us a mixtape while he's out Ooh, or a weekly playlist because i think that he would think about how songs flow into one another. Clearly he does. Like you you can't <laughs> yeah. you can't go from a real gentle ending from one song into like straight uh tech right. or something <laughs> right. like that. And I feel like Jeff Carter might really appreciate that sort of nuance 
and make a pretty sweet mixtape. I mean, he, they've designated him the team DJ for a reason. I'm just like, look, we're all people who know about how these things happen. If you need to make money, I feel like it's really easy for your sales department to be like sponsored Spotify Jeff Carter playlist. Let's oh, that do would it. be my dream. <laughs> He's got time. Let's do this. So I need it now. I need to know what tunes I should be listening to to vibe with the Kings players and more specifically Jeff Carter. Discover Weekly, but Jeff Carter. <laughs> That's what I need. <laughs> That is what I need. Oh my gosh, that would be phenomenal. (laughs) I wonder if he has like different playlists for if they're in like a sunny state or if it's like cold in Canada or something like that, you know, (laughs) different type of like themed like mood vibe sort of playlist uh, in the locker room. Oh, that would be... I need it. I didn't know I want... I mean, it's it's already... (laughs) We've always wanted for players to have... Um, goal songs for themselves. That's obviously not going to happen. But if I could have this Jeff Carter mixtape, um, I'll take it. I hope that I'll take. I that. hope that before the team left on their road trip and he stayed here in Los Angeles, that he sent them out with like some fresh playlist just so they, just so they were prepared for their road trip without him, or that he just emailed like I made this new one for you guys <laughs> please what if he gets what if he ends up getting really serious about it and he doesn't want people to be able to put it on shuffle or to skip songs <laughs> so he starts recording like one cassette long track mixtapes. <laughs> yeah. just like cassette mixtapes so that no one can skip through like you have to listen to it or yeah like one long track he just condenses oh, it together because no. <laughs> like guys he's thought about it you have to listen to it in the order <laughs> yeah. that he has placed it it's very important and he's going to make sure that you do that. I love this fan fiction about Jeff Carter's meticulous playlist. <laughs> Let's keep it up. <laughs> I hope the Kings take our idea and facilitate this. We need I, will, I will 100% buy a Jeff Carter mixtape or I will subscribe to the Discover Weekly. Exactly. Jeff <laughs> Come on. Oh, man. Done and done. So in the article, though, just to put a button on this, they note that the songs, at least a few days ago, that they had kind of been going back and forth between for wins so far has been Humble by Kendrick Lamar and Rolex by Ao and Teo. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't heard that song. Sorry. <laughs> but Yeah, it's, it's the gamut there. I've heard uh, a lot verging on too much of <laughs> Humble. <laughs> and I have no idea what Rolex sounds yeah, like. Yeah, what the other one is. <laughs> Sorry. Uh but that's what's going on in the King's locker room. I don't know if they've settled on one, but those right now seem to be the two front runners. And I hope we get an update when they choose, for, for sure. Oh, yeah, that'd be After the audition process. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's um, One minor, I won't, well, not too minor, but, but like one other bit of news around the Kings is that Technically, it happened, I guess they agreed to terms before Jeff Carter got injured, but it wasn't announced until after, is um, Brooks Like officially signed to the team. For a while, he was just sort of hanging around. Like, he had a PTO, and then they didn't sign him, and then he was just kind of always <laughs> at Toyota Sports Center. I'm pretty sure they just signed him so he could continue to be at Toyota Sports Center. But then there actually <laughs> like, turned out to be room. He's already here. We might as well. <laughs> yeah. But then there turned out to be a spot open on the rosters, so they took him along for the road trip. And now he is actually playing on the Kings. And I forget 
every game until they mention his name randomly. Oh yeah, pretty much, pretty much the same thing. <laughs> I mean, still even going into this, I I don't know why. I feel like there's been so many changes in the league in general that when someone scores a goal or makes a great save and makes like a highlight reel, it's also a today I learned or today I remembered. Yeah. <laughs> this person is now on this team. <laughs> Uh, Every time. Yeah, and I see his posts sometimes. Like, mostly when I think of Brooks, like, I just think of him making inspirational posts on Instagram. I'm pretty sure that's most of his brand now. Um, working out and making inspirational Instagram posts, which, more power, if you're making money and getting sponsorships, great. Now, some of them, though, are going to increasingly include stuff about playing on the Kings. And so, like, he made a post the other day that was, like, just excited about wearing the king's uniform and stuff. And I was like, oh, right, this is happening. Um, so he seems cool, like a nice person, and is around. And as long as, as long as he's positive, great. Yeah, I'm fine with him so far. Nothing horrible has happened. Yeah. So um, I'm pretty uh, stoked on it. And he's, I mean, I assume is on good terms with everyone because uh, he's married to Julianne Hoff and she's on Dancing with the Stars and uh, Aaron Andrews has host that and oh yeah all that good st- and all that good stuff I, I didn't even think about that kind of overlap professionally well look at that he'll fit right in <laughs> with there the community go. he was probably already friends with a number of them <laughs> oh yeah um, so yeah, now he is officially part of the team and not just another dude in Los Angeles who was around. Um, so that's <laughs> cool <laughs> for him. Uh, yeah, and I think that's it for all of the changes on the Kings team this week and all of the big happenings. Is there anything else that kind of is on your mind for the Kings? Um, not for the Kings. I'm just delighted that they're scoring goals. I'm glad that Kempe is doing well, um, that everyone is doing well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm just hoping that they they keep doing yeah. it. Yeah. That's about it. Same. Um, so teams that we're super glad to not be fans of and suffer with, the Arizona Coyotes got their first oh, win buddy. of the season. Of the whole like, season. Like, not too long ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, tonight, <laughs> while they were playing the Philadelphia Flyers, and they almost blew that as well. <laughs> so, really glad not to have to suffer through that with that fan base. They have three points right now. Man. <laughs> three. I don't, I, 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 I don't understand. <laughs> how do, how do you do that? Twelve games, three points. It doesn't make any sense. They've had, like, some insanely bad luck. <laughs> Um, and they're not a great team, but I don't. I didn't think that they were like this bad. But they have had some rough luck. <laughs> uh, my favorite thing, uh, like social media wise, about the fact that Arizona has been so terrible is that the Arizona Coyotes subreddit, um, since there was nothing good going on with their team, just started posting pictures of real coyotes. Oh no, that's amazing. <laughs> and like actual actual coyote facts. <laughs> Because real coyotes at that point were more interesting than and were doing team. more things than, than the team. Oh, no, that's so rough. Yeah, yeah. And all tonight, I I didn't even watch that game. But when I got home, you know, you glance at Twitter to see what people are talking about. And it was just, I happened to log in at the moment where they gave up their two-goal lead really late in the game. Uh, and so it was just like a wall of people being like, wow, coyotes, poor coyotes. Oh, coyotes. It was just <laughs> so much commiseration. As you frantically, shock. like, try to uh, 
go in to be like, what happened? <laughs> yeah. What did they do now? Oh. At that point, I would expect like it to be like 10-0. Right. But they had just tied, let the flyers tie. But luckily, they pulled it out in overtime on a Goligoski goal. And they got to really celebrate. And everybody was extremely excited on the ice. The broadcasters were also excited. Oh, they sounded like homers. <laughs> like, <laughs> just because I think everyone was delighted for... Uh, for them, I would be, regardless of if I was on another, another team. Because I'm sure everyone has, like, friends on that team. Um, or they've played with one of the guys, and it, it's just bad. Or they know what it's like to go through, like, a huge slump like that. Um, so I'm happy for them. I'm sad that it didn't get to happen at home. It happened um, at the Flyers uh, Stadium or Flyers Arena. But uh, that's okay. They can... There are plenty more games, and maybe they'll win. Yeah, another. hopefully they win again, <laughs> so that the fans at home can actually see it happen. Um, Fingers crossed. I do want to take a, a minute to call out one player who has been a bright spot for them, even through all of the struggles um, and searching for that first win, is Clayton Keller, who right now is leading all the rookies in scoring. Um, with 13 points, he has eight goals and five assists in 12 games um, on 47 shots. Insane. And I I should have mentioned him last week, but I was so stoked on Charlie McAvoy. But they both played together for the Boston, Terri- Boston University Terriers. Um, and there's this really great – so the, their, the last game with the Terriers, they – connected like it was Clayton Keller's pass to Charlie McAvoy for an overtime goal against UND and there's this really great picture because afterwards Charlie McAvoy skated over and they kind of jumped up into each other's arms <laughs> um so it's really sweet and they're friends and they were also on the world junior team and now Clayton Keller is kind of tearing it up and so far leading the pack among the rookies and is the standout for Calder early in the season um, and has been like the one thing for Coyotes fans to get excited about while the team as a whole has struggled. Um, so that's cool because, as always, I like when NCAA Team USA guys um, represent. That's awesome. I, I like, once again, I like friendship. I'm glad that he and Charlie McAvoy um, are leaping into each other's arms. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was a very sweet moment. They were really excited. Really <laughs> Um, yeah, so that is what's going on with the Coyotes. They are done with that losing streak embarrassment for tonight, at least. Um, and hopefully they can win some more, I guess. Although not too many, because I really want the Kings to stay at the top of the division. <laughs> so, Oh, yeah, this is yeah. so strange. So I would like to keep it this way. <laughs> right, right. Um, another team who has been facing struggles is the two-time Stanley Cup champion Pittsburgh Penguins, who have been blown out three times in the month of October. Most recently, they lost to Winnipeg 7-1, um, which is nuts. <laughs> what is going on? Yeah, that score in and of itself is terrible. And then when you realize the fact that they lost, like they gave up five of those goals in the first period, and one of three of those were a hat trick for Blake Wheeler. Mm-hmm. What's what's going on here? <laughs> yeah. What's happening? Just insane. And there doesn't even seem to be a super – there doesn't seem to be really a pattern. Like Matt, this last one I think was Matt Murray in that he had a problem. Before that it was like they like – there was some problems with Niemi, um, who now they have gotten rid of. <laughs> uh, so 
just bizarre times for them to start the season in this way. And they don't seem to be sweating it, though, because it's October, so whatever. But bizarre that they have also, been Also, they're, out. like, they're the reigning Stanley Cup champions. So right. So whatever. <laughs> yeah. They have, you know, they don't need to panic or anything. But, yeah, so they had the 10-1 loss versus Chicago in their second game of the season. Then they lost to Tampa 7-1, and then, again, um, 7-1 to Winnipeg. So that was just weird, and I thought I would mention it. But the thing about the Pittsburgh Penguins that has been fun in recent days is Ryan Reeves scared the bejesus out of Bill Kessel in the hotel. I'm so happy that I now know what uh... – a shrieking Phil Kessel sounds <laughs> yeah. like. Like a truly scared Phil Kessel sounds like because it's hilarious. <laughs> My favorite thing about that, I mean, the scare itself, but also he does that thing where like he, he sort of backs up to the opposite wall outside of the door and then just like falls over and like doesn't even make any noise. And then you just hear his like weird giggle because it, you can tell his <laughs> brain is sort of catching up to what just happened to him. I like I just love those moments where people are like, clearly, I need to process this <laughs> and then react. And I love that there were other people in the hallway and suddenly everyone was like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. And he had to like explain and Reeves had to come out and be like, this is what I look like. And I scared <laughs> the like crap out of him. And that is. Yeah, that's fantastic. So along with uh, Ryan Reeves scaring Phil Kessel, I love I love scare pranks. Like I don't like really long, elaborate, like fearing for your life pranks. Mm-hmm. But like a jump scare is really fun for me. Um, but something else that I saw is <laughs> so I guess little John is doing a whole bunch of DJ sets in Vegas for I don't know if he's there for like a long time or. He's at least there for Halloween, but he is apparently, and I didn't know this, and I guess he's talked about it before, he's a huge hockey fan. I didn't know that either. Um, He was a fan when it was the Atlanta Flames and then the Atlanta Thrashers, Um, and when he was being interviewed, he was wearing a Vegas Golden Knights jersey and hat, and he was so stoked on it. He talked about how he played, how he encouraged um, his son to uh to like watch hockey and play it and was just like super stoked oh, wow. on how great of a game hockey was and the difference of watching it on TV and like coming in and watching it live and you could tell that he knew what he was talking about cuz he was like you know the the vibe of the crowd like the smell of the ice he was getting super into how much he loved hockey and I love it like He's had the Stanley Cup in his car. What? Um, <laughs> and when the guy asked about um, how he had that happen, he just, like, gave him this incredulous look. And he's like, I got connections. <laughs> um, which was phenomenal. Um, but, yeah, surprise, Lil John, huge hockey fan. Yeah, I didn't know that. And I've definitely heard about random, like, people, mostly dudes in hip-hop who are – amazing like surprisingly avid hockey fans but i did not know about little john and that's awesome <laughs> that he's also like My i kids saw, play I, hockey. <laughs> I saw like uh a link to it and i was like is this just like a a, a kid who's named john and they happen to call him little john <laughs> what is this that i'm about to click on because this is very strange oh but man. no it's little john very ardently talking about how great hockey is how great hockey is and how excited he is to have it in Vegas and to be able to see it while he's here. And I was like, this is 
rad. Yeah. This is so cool. That's great, little John hockey ambassador. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> I love that. I don't. I've never understood why. Like, because there are people like him. Like why the NHL doesn't do more outreach. Like it always seems like they really struggle to get people interested in their big events. But then it's like then you have people show up like him who clearly has connections to other people in the music industry and stuff. Why don't you? Why aren't you working that? I mean, come on, <laughs> get it together, NHL. Yeah, like you have an in to like a million different types of people um, or like different avenues to draw people in. Why don't you use that? <laughs> like Lil John is a, a very different demographic. Right, than exactly. All of all of like the Canadian white guys that are yeah. around. And they so... could have been doing that for so long. Like I remember uh, was it Snoop Dogg. Um, like way back when Sidney Crosby was new, like he was so excited about Sidney Crosby being in the league and was actively calling him Sid the Kid. And they met one like you could have been exploiting that for so long, but they don't. They're amateurs. So get it together. I hope that that they start doing that. Here's my plea to the uh, to the L.A. Kings. Like I know he never said he was a huge Kings fan or anything like that, but jump on this. Yeah. Bring... Maybe make Lil John uh, your goal song. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> you're like win song. <laughs> Be amazing. That's what Vegas should do now at this point. <laughs> so uh, I love. Is it? Oh wait, what's their their win song? Is like an Elvis song, or it's like Viva Las Vegas? Yeah, or something it's something referential. <laughs> Which okay. is fine. I like that their goal song is uh, like a Panic at the Disco song. Oh. <laughs> That's delightful to me and for many different reasons. <laughs> That's cool, though. I feel like, uh, is there anything else? I mean, it's going to be Halloween when this comes out. So hopefully people don't do more bad costumes. <laughs> That's all I hope for uh, the next day or so. Yeah, that'll just be our one little note on that one. Please <laughs> yeah. stop doing, uh, having shitty costumes. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's that's pretty much it. I would hope. I would think. Yeah, I can't really think of anything else. And then, of course, obviously, with the Kings, we always want to see more people score. So eventually, I follow has to get his goal. <laughs> it's gonna happen. Uh, maybe you, this time. It yeah. Um, well, I mean, every time we've said something so far on a podcast, something good has happened related to our like hopes and dreams. So I think we should be a little bit more careful with our power. Or a little bit more mindful of it, and right now say, "What would we? What would we like to see in the next week? What are you looking um, for from the Kings this week?" I want the Ifollow goal because I've been hoping for it for a while. Um, I would not mind another shutout. Oh, which I forgot to mention earlier in his 500th NHL game, Jonathan Quick shutout. That was pretty dope. Yeah. So another one of those. I don't even care from which goaltender, whether it's Quick or Kemper, like someone um i think that is mostly it an update on jeff carter that's positive that's what i want <laughs> also i want an i follow goal another shout out and a jeff carter update when is he coming back to us <laughs> please yep i don't think that's asking for too much um i would like for adrian cafe to continue and score another let's just say another goal yeah I'm gonna. I'm my three goal scorers of uh, the week. I'd like to be Kempe, Trevor Lewis, and I'm gonna say Andy Andrioff. He's got to start now oh, if he's gonna. Let's go for it. If he's gonna score two goals um, this season, you know what I want out of this season because I was thinking of Kempe's hat trick again. 
not in the next week, but at some point this season, because it would just just make my heart feel so good, is a Dustin Brown hat trick. I, oh, that would be so nice. I think we're due for another one this season. Let's make it happen for Dustin. Um, I'd like to see a Tyler Toffoli hat trick. I think yeah, that could happen. Let's do that then as well. I mean, he he's on he's on a roll right now. Um, after that, uh, crazy OT goal that I'll probably watch again after we finish this because it makes me so happy. Um, yeah, I'm gonna say actually. Okay, I take everything back. I just want a Tyler Toffoli hat trick. <laughs> yeah. Let's go, Tyler. <laughs> that's it that's quote unquote it. <laughs> um all right i think that is all we have any more parting thoughts before we go um no just uh go kings go also go dodgers oh yeah please dodgers please <laughs> please it's not go dodgers um, go it's please dodgers please from me it's it's please dodgers i can't watch another <laughs> five hour five and a half hour game <laughs> yeah. uh that was like game five because it drove me absolutely bananas yeah yeah yeah. um okay yeah my parting thought is i've been watching the second season of stranger things and it's really fun to imagine dustin the child as dustin brown (laughs) as a child um which i've done before because they both have the lisp but um it still works (laughs) (laughs) i am halfway through the second episode uh it's on pause right now i'm gonna go back to it later uh, so I am very much enjoying the fact that I will go into it thinking about that. <laughs> yeah. so thank you. Yeah. Much appreciated. <laughs> Just enjoy that one. It is a really amusing time. Cool. So, all right. Well, you guys know where to find us as usual. Hopefully there will not be another two-week gap. We just kind of, you know forgot (laughs) but um (laughs) we had other plans and forgot but we won't do that again so in a week from now you'll hear from us in the meantime follow us on twitter for the most part or email us chirp at thanks bud that still works um yeah if you want to get in touch with us you can figure it out it's not hard take care of yourselves be good to each other we'll talk to you guys in a week bye friends bye everyone